counsel how to make the right choice. In this 40th episode of Our Lady Shock Troops, Kevin Rorty discusses the gift by which the Holy Ghost helps us judge promptly and rightly, as by a supernatural intuition. Life throws hundreds of options and scenarios at you every day. The unpredictable actions of thousands of other people impact you. So how can we, with limited minds, make the right choice among seemingly endless possible paths? A human cannot, but God can, because He is infinite. It is by the gift of counsel that He guides us. Praise be Jesus and Mary. I'm David Rodriguez, Content Director of the Fatima Center, joined by my friend Kevin Rorty of Soka, Souls of the Christian Apostolate. Kevin, it's good to have you again. Great to be here, David. Thanks. So this is our ongoing series that we call Our Lady Shock Troops, because we're talking about how to develop the interior life that's necessary for one to you know, be in the army of Our Lady. You know, the shock troops are the first ones that go onto the battlefront, and as things get more and more difficult, we're going to need to be doing that. We're definitely going to need the gifts of the Holy Ghost, right, which is what we've been talking about. So we have covered a number of the gifts so far. And in fact, I failed to mention it last time when we covered his fortitude. But obviously the human soul has got the intellect and the will. And so three of the gifts are for the will. And that's piety, fear of the Lord, and fortitude. And then the other four gifts are for the intellect. So we've already talked about knowledge. The last three that we have to cover we're all going to be focused more on our intellect. And so today we have counsel. But before we dive into all that, Kevin, if you, as always, will begin us with a prayer. Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Veni Sancte Spiritus, Reple Tuorum Cora Fidelium, Etui Moris in Eis in Emeshende, Mite Spiritum Tuum E Crebuntur, Et Renovabis Facem Terre. Remus. Deus qui cora fidelium sancti spiritus illustrationi da cuisti, da nobis in eodem spiritu recta sapere, et de eus semper consolatione gaudere. Per Christum Dominum Nostrum. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So here we've got the gift of counsel, Kevin, which we'll definitely have to sort of maybe define it and distinguish it. You do a good job of that for us. Because, well, counsel is a word that is pretty frequent in our English vocabulary. You know, people will talk about it, and they'll talk about how, you know, I think lawyers even sometimes count counselors or counselors. People have counselors that advise them. Someone might say, hey, I'm looking for your counsel. You need some help here. So we have a certain familiarity with this word, and therefore we already have a preconception as to what this might mean. But we may need to clarify that and find out exactly what this gift is from the Holy Ghost. Yeah, and I, it's something to remember is sometimes the Holy Ghost is referred to as the counselor, yeah, uppercase it. C, right? And so it's important to see that this is really important to be attentive to the movements of the Holy Ghost. So without further ado, here's a little description. The gift of counsel perfects the virtue of prudence. Its function is to enable a person to judge promptly and rightly as by a sort of supernatural intuition what should be done, especially in difficult situations. With the gift of counsel, the Holy Spirit speaks, as it were, to the heart and in an instant enlightens a person what to do. 
It corresponds to the promise made by Christ to his followers, quote, when they hand you over, do not worry about how to speak or what to say. What you are to say will be given to you when the time comes. It is not you who will be speaking, but the spirit of your father who will be speaking in you. Matthew 10:19. Counsel refers primarily to prudent conduct in one's own case and only secondarily in favor of others. Enlightened by the spirit, a person learns what to do in a specific case and what advice to give when consulted or a command to make if he is an authority. End quote. I think uh, two important elements of all this is understanding one that it's a sort of instinctive intuition and two that it's about prudence. So I'll first cover the prudence parts and then the intuition. So the prudence part, prudence is practical wisdom, meaning we're taking principles of how to live or of goods in a more general sense, in a universal sense, and applying them to our life. And they should be applied in a way from a supernatural standpoint. If you recall with prudence, how do we order our life so that it glorifies God and leads to our salvation? Right. So counsel perfects that because while we can try to think and reason about that, our darkened intellects by original sin, let alone even if they weren't darkened by original sin, can't can't in any way come up with every possible scenario we could ever come through and think, you know, as if game is a life of chess, except just a thousand more pieces and a thousand more moves and possibilities. And we're just going to somehow do everything perfect in response to what life throws at us, right? But the gift of counsel actually can help us to do that. But it's not going to be based on our own reasoning, right? Prudence is that's like coming back to this understanding of the gifts as something that goes beyond human capacity. Human capacity with prudence is we think and we reason, we try to do our best, you know, try to do the best action. And we're often going to fall short because we have limited ability to perceive and sometimes we just got to make decisions and it's not fully perfect. The gift of counsel can sometimes, without even having to think, it's just an instinctive, come to the second part, instinctive intuition that it's like, okay, I can just tell this is the right course, not based on my own reasoning, but just there's something in me that tells and that, that something in me is the counselor, the Holy Ghost who's guiding my, my life. I love the poem by John Henry Newman. I could maybe pull it up here in a minute, but it's called Lead Kindly Light. And I think the gift of counsel is really pertinent in this poem and in what I would call the general sphere of discernment in our life of how do we navigate big decisions, little decisions and everything in between according to what is God's will. The gift of counsel helps us with that because it shows us with peace where he's guiding us step by step. And what this poem is about is this notion that everything is dark around us, but God might light up just the next step sometimes. Sometimes it's all we can see. We can't see where it's going, but I know I have confidence. I can pierce through and just see somehow I just know this next step is the right step. And I may not be able to justify it with a whole bunch of reasons. Um, or maybe those come after, but there's this instinctive intuition. Okay, this is the right next step. And it's a really beautiful poem in that way because I say one step is enough for me. Just as long as you show me what the next path is, even if I don't understand it, Lord, that's enough for me. I think that's really pertinent to this gift of, of counsel. Yeah, I don't know if this, you can maybe diagnose this after the fact, but one of the ways I thought maybe it works is, yeah, I was in the seminary for a while and discerned a vocation as you were also discerning a vocation. And I'll be honest, I mean, it was tough for me. I did not see things very clearly. You know, I did spend time talking to the various different spiritual directors I had over those years 
and them trying to help me out. So a lot of, let's say using prudence, a lot of human reason, my own, the spiritual director, the priest, his own. And I'm also interested because I've always found it fascinating to talk to priests. Like, you know, once you get your vocation, how do you know you were supposed to be a priest? Even my kids like asking that question. And they'll ask me, and how did so-and-so, I'm like, well, go ask him. He'll tell you. you. You might get a great story out of a priest when you ask him how he knew. And it is interesting, I found, because very, very broadly, I would say that out of all these people I've been asking over the years, and there's many, you know, dozens, I have seen a pattern that some of them seem to have gone through a little bit of my experience where they're like, you know, I, I was just kind of like going through and, and evaluating, you know, pros and cons lists, seeing kept going, kept going until something kind of clearly was no, but there was never a clear no. And then there these other priests who say, you know, there was like almost like a flash of light, like an insight. I just knew God was directing me there. And of course it was difficult and there were difficulties to overcome trials, et cetera. But I, God did give me that insight. It was again, this, we just said it, that it helps your prudence with uh, a supernatural instinct was the phrase we just used. And I'm like, that's kind of what they're saying. And so I didn't have the words for it then, but now I'm thinking maybe it was this gift of counsel at play, the grace of the Holy Ghost, just moving them to recognize it. Yeah. To me, that's like one way of sort of seeing it. You, you can't maybe figure this all out with prudence, with your cons and pros and cons. That's, that's all we can do on a human base, so we got to go do that. But when, when the Holy Ghost steps in, he can just light it up. You know, even my dad's like yeah. that. I mean, my dad was always, he's, you know, again, obviously I got married, but there was questions there too. And so my dad was like, I don't know what your problem is. He told me sometimes he'd be like, I met your mom. And like the day I met her, like, boom, I just knew this was the woman I was supposed to marry. Now, maybe that was something on the natural level. It can be. I'm not saying it was definitely supernatural. It was the Holy Ghost feeding him, but maybe it was. Maybe it was. I mean, maybe my but, dad. And there could be a parallel between the gifts, the way that like Eric Lagrange describes them is, you know, on a natural level, you think of geniuses like, Mozart, you know, he, we describe him as he has kind of the muses, these inspirations, and he just, it all just came to him, and, you know, he just mapped it all out, the music that he made, and that there's a correspondence, a parallel from that natural level to the supernatural level. You know, there's other right. things in the natural level where we have these inspirations, you know, it's a, this could be parallel to supernatural insofar as it, at least for our salvation, you know, so. Right. Yeah, these like we, all, kinda, we always know grace builds on nature. And I mean, honestly, that's the one reason why I tend to think that maybe in my mom, and my dad's case, it was the Holy Ghost gift of counsel because they, they both really did keep themselves very pure. I mean, they were growing up in the 50s and the 60s and things were getting a little crazy in the 60s, but, but neither one of them ever dated anybody else. It's not like they ever kissed anyone else, nothing like that. Um, so they were both, both of them were very pure. And so, you know, that's like a natural level, what they were doing and, and working, you know, through their, their Catholic life. And so maybe when they did meet, yeah, maybe the Holy Ghost gave them that gift of counsel. So, I mean, I won't know until the final judgment when God reveals all, right? But I use those as little examples for myself of how maybe counsel can work and we can be aware of it. It's that, you know, again, the saints always have it, right? The saints, like, they just uh, oftentimes, I mean, yet last time we were talking about St. Teresa of Avila, and it's like, well, where do I start another convent? Do I start another convent? And so when she would kind of get that insight, like, yes, it's time to start another convent, or it's to go to that particular city, that was often the Holy Ghost was moving us. She's kind of knew that's, and there may not even be all the natural prudential reasons to do it. She just knew this is where I got to yes. go. Yeah, totally. And I think that's being able to see the contrast again, coming back that this gift enables a certain facility a fluidness a breath of the holy ghost into our souls where it's giving us an ability to act promptly what we said mm -hmm. is promptly and rightly with a certain intuition especially in difficult situations you're able to just kind of pierce through 
And I think for, for women tend to be a little more inclined, you know, and disposed to this sort of gift because intuition, you know, not going just based on my own logical reasoning, but acting in an intuitive way. I think that they're a little more disposed to that by nature. Um, and so I think a man in particular, I challenge to really realize, okay, this, this is going to go beyond your ability to control. It takes humility and a disposition of dependence and abandonment to God. And, and this is absolutely critical for you to advance in the spiritual life. Like you might have certain parts of your life where it'll, you'll hit a, hit a wall and you realize you need God's grace and his inspiration to give you clarity on what the next steps are. But that will then take you to a bigger horizon, like we talked about with the gift of fortitude, to your overall salvation, your overall intention, and your overall purpose for eternity, that you are dependent on God. God is the first mover, you know, on a natural and supernatural level, and everything comes from him, and everything goes back to him, and you are an instrument in that. And it's going to take a letting go of the rain, so to speak, from a very spiritual lens to be able to get over a certain hump in the spiritual life. Once you have certain spiritual practices down, etc., you're not going to be able to advance unless you really allow God and cooperate with that. And the gift of counsel can help. And I'd encourage people from a practical lens to take time and really reflect, okay, when I am making decisions or I have run in difficulties, do I seek peace with what is God's will in this? These could be practical things in your state of life because that's how you're going to grow in virtue, which is connected to salvation. It could be connected with your work, with your family, or with your spiritual life. You know, what are those those things that you wonder about and are big things and maybe you're procrastinating or you are overthinking or you just have no idea what to do about it and you think it's hopeless, at least see it from the lens of like, okay, what is God's will in all, all this? And maybe if it is just a patient patient acceptance of how things are, you can at least do it with a much greater confidence with this gift because it allows you to pierce through and see it from the lens that this is from God. See it from a lens of being meritorious. So anyway, I, I recommend people to really take on that mindset of abandonment to the Holy Ghost, but to see how this can operate in very concrete circumstances of our life, you know, on a day, weekly, monthly, yearly, eternal level. I might have to hand this over to you a little bit more and get you to give us any more insights, because honestly, you know, a little, I guess, self-confession here. I think uh, I think I need to cultivate this gift a lot more. I definitely think I've had that personality, that experience of, of doing just what you said, relying too much on my human intelligence, human experience, not letting go of the reins, trying to, to do my best to, you know, I guess maybe prudence, you use principles that you know and, and, and seeking God's will, but again, all too much within my own powers and abilities. You know, this gift would be so useful. It is so useful because so often you're faced with these decisions, right? Like, let's just talk about, like, not like between the mortal sin and the good thing, but like between, like, let's say two really good things. And so you sit in the yeah. going, I can't do both for whatever reason. Maybe I can do this project for God or I can do that project for God, but which one do I do? I can't do both at a time. And you're sort of stuck. And sometimes even that indecision paralyzes you. Or, I mean, as a parent, I know through the grace of the sacrament of holy matrimony, you're going to get these graces, but like you look at the kids and every one of your children is different and every one of them needs to be parented different and each one of them needs to be sort of cultivated in a different way. And so, I mean, I do spend a lot of time with my wife and we talk about, we spend a lot of time talking about, well, what does, you know, child A versus child B versus child C need? Right now, what does child B? It's got this difficulty. Well, 
with counsel, I think you just sort of get that and you'd be like, well, this, and again, and you were talking about how maybe women have it where I see that I feel so often like my wife will say something and then it like the light turns on in my mind. I'm like, that's it. That's exactly what this child is going to need. And then I just start strategizing right on these plans. You're brilliant. <laughs> exactly. I tell her you're brilliant. And then I start thinking about the things we can do to like to implement it. Maybe what I can say, how I can help them in this. But that flash of insight, the flash of genius, I, I, I usually don't get it. So any other advice, any examples or any other advice you can give for me and for our other viewers on what we can sort of do to cultivate this? Because as I was reading this, just so everyone knows, I'm reading about this in Tancari, Father Tancari's book, The Spiritual Life. He talks about how it is certainly especially important, it's necessary when our salvation is at stake, like with a vocation, like you really need to get the Holy Ghost's counsel on this, and for superiors and for priests. Well, as a father... Yeah. And as a husband, I am a superior of, of, of a home, especially of a house. In a world, especially in a world where it's not a given of how to do all these things. It's like you're in a very difficult circumstances, any of those vocations. So it's, yeah, we need this gift. So, I mean, I would concur in my own life of how, I mean, the reason why I'm, I would consider myself a nerd and haven't studied all this stuff <laughs> is because I, because I, I need it as much as anyone. I feel like the desire to control and it's all like, I'm doing all this, you know, that's so real. And I, there have been times where I feel like I've got those little flashes myself and figuring out what I'm supposed to do with my life and all that and, and little decisions as well. But a lot of times, you know, it's the pain of going through the agony of trying to do it all on my own and then realizing why haven't I brought God into this. And yeah. I talk about this stuff and it's like why there seems to be this separate world. Like we go to mass on Sunday and then it's totally separate from these concrete things. And it's like I'm at mass and I'm angry that I'm distracted by these problems and I don't realize that I should be inviting God into those. And that can be a part of my liturgical prayer, you know, when I read the Psalms and all. So a few things that I, I've found helpful and based on what the saints say is one is learning to converse with God throughout our day. We talk about this, but there's a great little tract from St. Alphonsus on how to pray at all times. And he talks about how God, if we're not in the state of mortal sin, if we're in the state of the grace, we need to have great confidence that God wants us to be totally familiar with them and to talk to him and converse with them. And I actually just got this book called The Spirit of Salem. Someone had recommended it. And I just flipped it open today and I, I came across a little line from Dom Guéranger where he said our interior prayer should not be a mental strain. It should be something that's sweet and familiar. And so we need to cultivate that sense that we are talking with God in a familiar way where we're not uptight about the faith because that can help us then draw a seamless connection between God and my religion and practice externally with everything else that I'm dealing with internally that's connected to my day-to-day -day life. And seeing how there's it's a seamless connection between these things can open us up much more to remembering to invite God into these things. So I really encourage that mindset of God wants to talk about anything and everything with us. That's not like he wants us to be very familiar. Of course, we, we're so reverent, but we're very familiar. Like he's our best friend. I really encourage people to read How to Praise All Times with St. Alphonse. You'd be astounded from someone who... Many people may read him and think he's very, very intense and almost scary. He's saying, no, do not be afraid. God wants to talk to you about your business, your worries, your fears, your doubts, your hopes, your joys, your just small things, everything and anything. God just wants you to talk with him. And St. Thomas says that we are drawn or we take a certain enjoyment in those things that we are disposed to doing in our faculties. And so if we're not disposed to talking to Christ, we're not going to enjoy it. So we have to dispose ourselves more to it to enjoy it more, right? So... That's something that I would recommend in this gift of counsel, because then you start seeing, okay, I can ask Christ, what should I be doing here? And his Holy Ghost will inspire us. So that's one thing. Another is realizing that 
we need to give up that sense of control. Think of it like we're about to start flying. Like we're on a mountain and God's like, all right, jump off and start flying. You know, that's how different this operation is. You know, if you really think about it, like, oh my gosh, like, but I have all these reasons not to do it. And it's like, God is asking you to, you know, in a certain way where you, but you can see clearly, you know, it's from God. And so um, having that faith to say, I'm going to make the act of faith that I can do this even just a little bit. I can jump off a little bit, you know, this one time and see how it goes. I think that that, that should help us get confidence. But then one last thing is I think in prayer, coming in and trying to pray through what is asking, what is God's will? We have to step back and get out of the day to day, like all these things running around. But step back, maybe go to adoration and you can bring a journal, but don't spend a lot of time journaling. Just first ask, I just want to do God's will and really get to that disposition of I just want to do whatever God's will is in my life with these decisions. That's really all I want. And then you just begin by having a sense of peace with the gift of counsel that that's the general principle. If we're thinking of this ties into prudence, prudence is a matter of you begin with foresight, the end in mind. You're beginning with the end in mind here from a supernatural standpoint. You can have great confidence that, yes, you know that that's what God's will is to do God's will. And so you start there and that gives that can kind of give you this momentum from there. OK, like that's all I want. Whatever the decision is, whatever it is I have to do in life, however, I'm supposed to raise my kids or move this place or do this job or work on this project or follow this vocation, you know, or do this in my spiritual life that I'm beginning by. I just want to do God's will. And that can give confidence because sometimes that sense of like, what if this isn't blah, 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 that can inhibit us from actually really being able to say, I'm going to jump because I see it's right. I'm going to go those inhibitions. I can get rid of some of those starting from that point and then looking at it. Okay. I know that whatever decision I'm going to make, I'm going to have a certain degree of clarity that this coincides with God's will. I can see this thing from an intuitive lens that this, this is connected to that sense of peace that I have with God's will. Even if it's difficult, even from a human standpoint, if it there's going to be crosses along the way, when I come into that space of all I want is God's will. And that's all, that's all that matters to me. You know, whatever else, just whatever else. I can honestly say if God just came and told me this, I'm ready to do it. I don't care. Whatever else, you know, if I'm in that disposition and I can see that with whatever action I'm going to take, it can give a lot of confidence. So that's another thing I found very helpful in, uh, in praying for the gift of counsel in those moments. Good tips. I'll simply share the stories of saints and I like to read those and get their examples. So one of my absolute favorite saints, I sure you have a devotion to him too, St. Vincent Ferrer because of the group you were with. But, I mean, he was filled with this. There were just so many times. I mean, he was known as, like, a counselor to kings and popes. Right? He's living at a time where in Spain, for example, the country was trying to fight off the Moors, and they had to pick a new king. And there were all these people that were fighting internally at the Christians. And in the end, they turned to Vincent Ferrer, and he can settle it and say, this is the man who needs to be the king for Spain, and the right one. And they trusted him enough, but he had that gift. Or even the whole question of the papal schism, because he's around at the Great Western Schism, and he's the main saint that helps fix the Great Western Schism. Again, it was that, the Holy Ghost, I think, giving him that counsel, illuminating him. Yeah. Or St. Catherine of Siena, right? We all know everything. She, I mean, she was reconciling many of the factions when city-states in Italy and towns were fighting with each other. They'd always be calling in Catherine of Siena to settle those things and to bring them peace, to advise them, to counsel them, or even with the popes, right, to get the pope back from Avignon. I also think my daughter's favorite saint, confirmation saint, is Saint Joan of Arc. And I think that's a classic example because, I mean, Joan of Arc, we're talking about, like, I hear the voices. 
So she has been like the most successful general in the history of the world. And she's like a 17, 18 year old girl, doesn't know anything about battle, but she's like, all right, point the cannon right there, aim it this way, fire, and we're going to like knock down their walls and boom, you know, cause you know, she's got St. Michael telling her what to do. The Holy Ghost was guiding all the voices. That was counsel, right? She knew when to strike, all those things. And of course, the bad things in her life happened when she didn't follow that gift of counsel. Counsel also affects how we can talk to others. So one of my favorite stories about the life, because this is something for little children too, is St. Jacinta, St. Jacinta Marto of Fatima. She is already, you know, pretty sick. She's close to dying and different people would come to visit her and would ask her like, you know, what what is it that we need or things like that. And you read it in Sister Lucia's memoirs, but she talks about how Jacinta had this great insight, which she would say modesty. Like modesty is what's really, there are these terrible offenses against modesty that are offending God. That, that's the gift of counsel, that she could just see that, this great insight she had, that she understood the heart of our Lord, and she understood the sin, and she realized one of the things that our times needs is to be modest. And then this is the 1920s, when you start getting the flappers, and the skirts start getting shorter. Chanel comes in with her new fashion design, and modesty has taken a huge hit since the 1920s. But she understood that, right? I think that was the gift of counsel, the Holy Ghost. So the saints certainly exhibit it. And the only thing I'd recommend that I, I'm trying to use is, I think what makes it so difficult for me, or maybe even men in general, me as a man, is you have to acknowledge your deep sense of weakness, right? You do have to recognize, yeah, I know you're the guy and you always want to come up with a solution and you want to fix it. But in this case, you've got to recognize your weakness and let the Holy Ghost, he, he's the man, let, let him be the one who fixes it. And so we have yep. to, especially as men, as fathers, as leaders, uh, we sort of have to take a step back and acknowledge our weakness. And I think personally, for me, that's the hardest part and maybe the, the way I put these inhibitions. But then I also read that Father Tanker says, look, receive Holy Communion with great fidelity, with great trust. Uh, make a good Thanksgiving, but even then also make a good preparation. And in your preparation, in your Thanksgiving, ask for this gift. Tell the Holy Ghost you need his counsel. If we don't ask, then then what do we expect? Um, right. For all of these gifts, I think that will work. Not that I think it will. If you are praying for them, especially in that moment of intimate union with our Lord, you see you have a need for counsel or fortitude or piety, you know, pray and trust that God will give it to you. So that was really my part in closing words of advice. I don't know if you have anything else for us, Kevin. The last thing is, just on that point, I think this ties in with the interior life because, again, the interior life is not something that should be a big burden on us. It should become our opportunity to converse with our best friend who we enjoy talking to. You know, we enjoy communing with and sharing things and receiving his inspirations and doing things with him, cooperating with him, you know. And that's what this gift of counsel can really help us see all these activities in that way where it isn't, you know, a big burden of, I don't want to have to think about this. I don't want to have to do that. It's like God's going to give you clarity. And as long as you're doing God's will, you can have peace with that. So I encourage people, especially in these times where we so many people have psychological problems, depression, anxiety, et cetera. You know, this gift of counsel, I think, can really take a burden off. Our Lord's there. He's ready to help. He's ready to give clarity. It's not all on you to just figure everything out. You know, just come back to the most, the biggest end in mind, his will, and then trust and and be ready to just follow his inspiration and trust. Okay. uh, It's not all on me, you know? Yeah, that could definitely be free. So we'll pray for counsel. Again, I'll take this from this little Holy Ghost prayer book that the St. Vincent Ferrer Foundation offers. And you can find the notes for it down below. But we'll pray for counsel. Name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. O Holy Ghost, impart to me the gift of counsel, the guiding ray of light that will enable me 
to choose what is true and right whenever I am assailed by doubts or dangers, and that will infallibly lead me to my last aim and end. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. Pray for us. In the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Kevin. Again, another riveting discussion. I hope everyone's enjoyed as much as I have, and we'll see you again in a couple of weeks. Thanks, David. God bless everyone. Our Ladies' Shock Troops is brought to you by the Fatima Center. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. The message of Fatima is the solution for our time. Only she can help us now. It is urgent that we live according to Our Lady's message and share it with everyone we know. For more resources and to support this vital apostolate with your donation, visit our website, Fatima.org, or call us at 1-800-263-8160. May all we do be for the glory of God and salvation of souls. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. O Holy Ghost, grant me thy gift of counsel.